You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Good Saturday evening, wherever you're checking us out. On the BetQL Network with producer Jake Novakirk and my co-host Brendan Tobin. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine, and we've got UFC action tonight. We're going to talk about it. We're going to try to make some money, and we've got some guests and some fun along the way. As I welcome in my co-host Brendan, Sean Strickland, back in the octagon again for what seems like, I don't know, the 10th time this year. He's a favorite tonight against Magomedov, minus 150 for Strickland. Plus 125 with Bet MGM for the underdog Magomedov. Can Sean Strickland win again? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Sean Strickland is, you know, one of those guys. He just seems to know how to go out there and win as long as he doesn't make, you know, a critical mistake like he did against Pajeda. But the guy's really, really good. He is, uh, you know, just has a very simple plan all the time to just go basically straight down the middle, a lot of one twos. And, uh, and and find his way to victory. He has a very, very good fighter. Not the most exciting fighter in the world. I think his press conference is sometimes more exciting than his fight style. But, uh, you know, taking on a guy tonight in, in his UFC debut, uh, yeah, it's still a very good chance for, for Strickland to get his hand raised and get himself back into uh, the contention picture. Are you surprised that Strickland's favorite at minus 150 right now at BetMGM? Because it feels like he definitely has the name recognition in this fight. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no, I, I don't I don't find that surprising when you're going up against Abus, who's going, uh, you know, new to people, uh, burst on the scene, getting himself uh, in a UFC, you know, main event, which is really cool for him. But, yeah, it's you're, you're getting introduced to the new stage, and I think Strickland, everybody, he's not only going to garner a lot of attention because of his fight weeks, but because people know him, uh, very active. So, yeah, not, not surprising to find Sean Strickland in this spot right now. Um, you know, it's just, I think the thing we're all going to watch for is, you know, can Strickland do something that maybe puts an exclamation point on some things tonight? Because it feels like, you know, usually fight week is almost more entertaining than the, uh, the, the fights themselves. Fights are going down tonight in Las Vegas, and it's the return of Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's a really interesting character where he talked a big game and he was kind of fun to watch and he kind of had a fun look. And then he didn't start winning fights for a while. I mean, everybody kind of got off Kevin Lee. The promotion cut him. But he's back tonight against Fokratinov. Can Kevin Lee get right back in the win column? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one because, you know, his last fight was against uh, Diego Sanchez down at a warehouse in Miami for Eagle FC. <laughs> and then Eagle FC just, like, kind of up and – he was going to be basically the face of their promotion. And then they just kind of up and folded. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see what we have left in the tank for Kevin Lee. You know, he is getting a chance to – be at 170, 
He's been a guy that's, you know, been kind of up and down where he's gone welterweight, lightweight. I think he's uh, more comfortable at welterweight, but neither one has really been that great to him. And I don't know how much, you know, credit you do want to give him for beating a, a pretty old and over the hill Diego Sanchez in his last fight, but he did get back in the win column. Uh, Fakratinov, tough challenge for him to come back. I think that this is one of those things where it's almost like you're you're trying to give Fakratinov the the name recognition of being a guy like Kevin Lee. But again, yeah, a guy who is very good at promoting the sport. You know, very charismatic. I think that's why we're always interested to see what he can be. And also, is a guy that at one point was fighting for the interim lightweight championship. You know, was fighting Tony Ferguson. You know, was you know, on the up and up as one of the best probably prospects in the sport. And then it just kind of all fell off a cliff for him. Um, not losing the bums. I mean, losing the very, very good guys. And, you know, Tony Ferguson and Ally Quinta and RDA and Charles Oliveira. So these are not, you know, schlubs that he was out there losing to. But still, you know, you got this. I think I think you, you would agree, Sean, when, you know, he was fighting for the interim title years back that this was going to be a guy that we'd see plenty of. Uh, and it's still young, you know, still has maybe some time to get some things right. He's, you know, was going through a lot of trainers, you know, found a home down here in South Florida, um, over at the, uh, the, the, uh, kill cliff with, uh, you know, Gilbert Burns and them boys. But I don't know, man, this is a, this is kind of a do or die. It feels like for him. What a weird career it's been so far for kevin lee to think that he's found his way back into the ufc octagon for all i mean he used he used to keep khabib's name in his mouth and yeah and then you're like you're right then he went to eagle fc and now he's back in the ufc it's just yeah well i'm looking forward to seeing him back tonight um he's in henry cejudo's out of ufc 292 he was supposed to fight cheeto vera so what now i was talking with producer jake about this off air yesterday Cheeto's already fought Corey Sandhagen, lost, so that's not going to happen. You would think, okay, Sean O'Malley, but Sean's got his fight booked against Aljamain Sterling. It can't be Marab because he's on the shelf right now because he's injured. I mean, so what do they do with Cheeto there? Is it, is it Piotr Jan? Is there somebody that I'm not thinking of? Like, what happens now that Henry Cejudo's out of this fight? Yeah, I don't have a good answer for you, man. It's, it, that's, a, that's a great question as to what you do next for him because this was kind of that – high publicized guy that could get him back. I think in everybody's eyes on uh, in, in contendership, we're always talking about this bantamweight division that it, there's a lot of jockeying for position to keep everybody's mind fresh on you. I think, of course, he wants to get back up there just in the event that Sean, uh, that Sean O'Malley wins because, you know, as we said, that's that's kind of an easy ride to the title right there with, uh, with their history. I don't know what he does. I think that, you know, he's got to try and if, – if I'm him, I try and just find somebody – that can fight that night in Boston just because I think that's a huge thing to be lined up right there with the champion on the same night. You get a chance to, to get on the mic. And honestly, it almost could be a blessing in disguise for him because we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago that this, this felt like a very tough matchup for him just in regards to he's naturally a slow starter. You're going up against a guy who can grind out wins. He's been to the top. He has, uh, he has different ways to win. I found it to be a pretty tough matchup for him against Henry Cejudo. Um, so maybe he can get somebody. If he does get a, a Piotr Jan and can do something who seems like, yeah, on the bit of the downslide, but I think still has a lot of respect in people's minds, especially that, you know, the, his last close fight against Sean O'Malley. Um, if he could do something like go out there and head kick him and finish him, uh, that I think could make a statement. And then you could kind of get out there and and do your thing on the mic. But, 
huge bummer for him. Huge bummer to not see uh, Henry Cejudo because you think about Cejudo, dude. Like, I mean, this guy just came off the shelf. Is this a good thing? Like, how 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 easy is it going to be for him to come back from something like this? Well, you and I were both saying when he came back that he looked a little stuck in the mud. After getting a championship fight right away, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe they fast-tracked him. Maybe he should have had a fight to get there, and obviously that being in hindsight. The excitement level for guys like you and I, eh, whatever, with Henry Cejudo. So that's kind of still where I am. And obviously I don't wish any sort of injury upon the guy, but I'm curious to see who the guy is that Cheeto fights now because, as you said, he's probably one one highlight away win and one Sean O'Malley win away from fighting the Sugar Show for the belt. And I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. So I have absolutely no problem with however that thing shakes itself out. Uh, we do have some fight announcements from Dana White announced on Mexican Independence Day. How about this one? Kelvin Gastelum versus old Rat Hat, Shavkat Rachmanov. What's that do for you? Oh, it's a fun fight. I am, I'm... I'm a little surprised. It, it almost speaks to me that like Shavkat, they're having a tough time finding him opponents because, you know, I feel like if you're Shavkat, you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, really? Like Kelvin Gastelum, like he wins one fight and that's who I got to go against. But he's always yeah. game though. He's all, I, don't, I don't really care about rankings with Gastelum. Like I think about uh, not necessarily like the tail fighters, last fighter fights. Like I think of the Izzy fight and it's like, all right, if they want to slide that guy in, I have no problem with it. Look, yeah, he's a he's a credible guy, and I think that you probably look right now. I'm, mean, you know, just looking over the top five in welterweight. We don't really know what's going on with Usman. Colby's obviously going to fight Leon. Bilal, we yeah, we think uh, Bilal maybe doesn't want to take that fight because he's pretty much cemented as the number one contender. Gilbert Burns sure. is injured. Hamzat, who knows what the hell's going on with him? So I, there's not a lot of options out there for Shavkat. This is a guy who certainly has a credible name. He can go out there, maybe do something awesome. But I do think, as you've said, you know, Kelvin Gaslam, even when it looks like he's down, he can come up with a surprise. So, you know, a guy with a lot more uh, experience on the on the big stage than Shavkat, maybe he can go out there and surprise the people. But I would imagine the odds are going to be pretty stacked in, in Shavkat's favor for that fight. Oh, I would think he's going to be like a minus 280, maybe even a 3-1, to one, which might even, like, depending on how heavy of a favorite he is, you could always talk me into putting some money on Kelvin Gastelum. I mean, he's lost a couple of kind of weird, quick fights, but most of the time, he's definitely a game fighter, and you've got some live money. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine, talking a little fighting and winning a little money here on the BetQL Network. Also that night, Mexican Independence Day, Dana announced Valentina is back versus Alexa Grasso. Who you got in that one? Man, I think I'm going to ride with Alexa Grasso. Uh, you know, no. Valentina is, you know, awesome, and she has certainly had a long reign, and I typically go the path of if a champion who's been long reigning uh, loses their belt, I'll typically give them the benefit of the doubt the next time around. Um, I did that with Amanda Nunes against Juliana Pena. I did that with Izzy against Alex Pajeda, even though, you know, Pajeda had his number in a lot of sports. I just thought that, you know, he was having a good fight up at that point. Alexa Grasso, I, I just feel like there's a couple things. One, Valentina looked a little bit on the downslide. We've talked about this. And then I just think Alexa Grasso can get better, man. I feel like the way that she pulled out that victory in that one, I didn't feel like she was someone who just pulled a rabbit out of her hat. I felt like she had a, just a good path to victory to finish off Valentina. I think she could do better the second time around. And then you think about, you know, what it's going to be like having the emotions of that weekend. Uh, that's going to be huge for her. So I, I like I like Alexa Grasso going into this one. 
How come when Amanda lost, we were both like, eh, it's a fluke, it was a bad night. But now when Valentina loses, we go, all right, she's starting to leak a little bit of gas here. Is it because we've seen back-to-back fights where she didn't look great? What's up? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I, I think that's fair. I think it's it's the idea that I'm I, the way Amanda lost that fight too it was just like, oh wow, that just it, it was almost like somebody didn't, didn't look show right. up in the cage. Yeah, with the Valentina, I didn't think she was a. I didn't think she looked like a bad Valentina Shevchenko. I just thought that Alexa Grasso maybe looked a little bit at more at her level than people expected. Um, and then you know that's that was going a couple fights back now where Valentina just hasn't looked quite the same. Um, she could make us all look like idiots this this next time around and you know do some kind of crazy wheel kick to put you know Alex Alexa Grosso in another dimension. But I don't know, man. I, I felt like with her there was a little bit of a of a downslide after what has just been an incredible title reign for her. Doesn't take too much to make you look like an idiot, my guy. Sean Brady out versus Jack Della Magdalena. Kevin Holland's thrown his name in the hat. Doesn't this feel like all right, we'll take you? Like this is this is what Kevin Holland does. This is why the UFC loves him. Yeah, this is why everybody loves him. That he'll uh, he'll step in and then say that he'll fight. Uh, he'll keep his fight with Michael Chiesa a few weeks later. Like that's a he will. We talked. You know, we did our BMF draft last week. You know, Kevin Holland uh, maybe honorable mention, maybe building a resume to 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 get into the uh, the wing there uh, of of all time BMS. But yeah, man, that's that's why everybody loves him. He is he's a guy that'll go out there and you know maybe lose a fight to to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because he 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 chooses not to do takedowns. He's a man of honor. Kevin Holland. So that's why we all love him. And, and if he is able to do that, if he could do these two fights in that short amount of time, I think his, uh, his fanfare will increase even more. Did you mean future champion wonder boy Thompson? Is that what you're talking about? Possible dude. Listen, don't rule it out. A couple injuries shake his way. I'm telling you him versus Leon. That's a good fight right there. The NMF himself, wonder boy Thompson, uh, Alex Volkanovsky was talking a little Ilya Taporia. I don't, I don't think he's looking past Yair Rodriguez, even though it feels like the odds makers are. But damn, I'd love to see Volk fight Ilya Taporia. That'd be a banger. Oh, my God. Yeah, the way Taporia looked last week, I mean, we were talking about it with uh, his performance against Josh Emmett. Tremendous. I mean, it just felt like he had so many different ways to go get the win against Josh Emmett. Uh, could have argued that that fight could have been stopped after four rounds, the way that uh, that Josh Emmett's face looked like hamburger meat. Credit to him to to, to show that kind of toughness. But Taporia was a monster, dude. He's looked like a monster, uh, you know, the way that he diced through Bryce Mitchell like it was nothing. It's going to be interesting. You know, you always have one of these super prospects that don't look like they have a weakness anywhere. Um, and Volkanovsky, I mean, that's the ultimate guy with no weakness. Now, the only thing that, as you said, that he's got to worry about right now is is uh, Pantera coming up next week. But I don't know, man. It, it is it is crazy to feel like no one is giving Yair a shot, which is is kind of crazy. The guy has a lot of tricks in his bag against Volk. Um, I don't know if that goes back to just like the Frankie Edgar fight. Everybody's just got that in their mind. They think Volk's going to take him down and turn him into mincemeat. But man, Yair's just he's so tricky. You got to be careful the way you you go about him. And I don't know if this is going to be an easy one for Volk next week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's minus 400, so the odds makers think it's going to be a walk in the park. You can get Yair at plus 330. We got like a minute and change left. Obviously, the Conor McGregor-Michael Chandler fight is um, maybe going to happen. I would say at this point, I'm 50-50. I have no idea. At what point, though, if you're Michael Chandler, do you move on? Because it feels like you have to hang on to this thing as long as you possibly can, right? Yeah, it's an interesting question because, you know, everybody wants that red panty night. Everybody wants the big payday. But I I do feel like you know, it's got to be a bit annoying to sit here and it feels like Connor's almost just playing this publicity game, like just stay in the limelight to go about there and, and get headlines and all that stuff, whether they're good or bad. Um, I'm sure he'll probably give it till the end of the year, but man, I mean, who's even sure if he's going to be back by the end of 2023? I just keep waiting. I don't care how long it takes. I don't fight anybody until then. Also, you could lose the fight. And if you lose if the next fight, then you don't get the Connor fight. It's 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 a it's a crappy situation if you're Michael Chandler. We'll talk about it coming up next with Big Marcel. Marcel Dorf joins the show. You're locked into the Bet QL Network.